This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Now, a special presentation. Reaction and analysis of the debate. From the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe, along with Jay Severin for post-debate mockery. Jay, I feel like I learned a lot tonight from these seven candidates that were on stage. But if I really want to make an educated choice, I think a few more debates would do it. I think if only I could could hear them debate a few more times. We we just don't know very much about these candidates. Lot of the same, lot of the same. I think perhaps anyone who wishes to garner the biggest applause line next time who is in a legislative position to do so, guys, will say, I hope you will join me in supporting SB 1015, which is to end all debates longer than one hour. That's right. In fact, uh, I'm now at my entire platform is fewer and shorter debates. In fact, yeah, I'm walking was... out now on this one. <laughs> See ya. Peace out. I'm I'm done. Um, I gotta Guys, tell you... may, may I may I yeah, pose please. a question? Yes, please do. I think. No, I believe. I believe. At the beginning of this evening, the same thing. I believe now, N- not the product of a closed mind, uh, though not proof otherwise. But uh, I believe now what I believed earlier, and that is. We must measure these things in some quantitative way, not just, you know, oh, I liked him, I liked her, this was nice, that was not so nice, because that's what the politicians want us to do. They want us to get lost in the weeds. Uh, what we need to do is to say, here's what we believe needs to happen tonight for each candidate which we, uh, to some degree, I think, succeeded in doing earlier today. You on your show, me on mine, we together, we said, okay, something needs to change, and in order for this guy, this guy, this guy, or this guy to get ahead, this needs to change. If it does, he will. If it doesn't, he won't. And when you invest in something like that, at least we have the strength, which I think we have at this moment, to now sit here together and say, okay, we were together a few hours. Was that only a few hours or was that a few weeks uh, ago? Uh, we were here together and we said, something has to change. The ground must shift. 
in particular ways for particular candidates to change their status tonight. And so it seems to me the only legitimate and therefore questions worthy of us are the questions that go to what changed? What is different at 1130 Eastern time than it was at 830 Eastern time? Who changed? Whose position shifted? Who's strengthened? Who's weakened? And I'm more concerned with the question almost than I am with the answer. You know what? Uh, I, I'm not sure a lot of people strengthened or weakened that much. There was probably a little bit of that. I think at this point, Jay, you're probably more, uh, I, I believe you're probably seeing more of a people have just decided, okay, that person doesn't have a shot, so I'm going to go ahead and bail on them and look for my new guy. But yeah, I, th- I think generally Let me speaking, narrow it. People, we we yeah. talked about three wings. Uh, no one said whether or not they believed it. I, I'm the only one who said it, so blame me. But I said there are th- there are two and maybe three wings which Cruz inhabits by himself. I'm sorry, Rubio inhabits by himself. Uh-huh. The third wing of the Republican Party. At the end of this debate tonight, are there still three anything like equal wings? Were there ever... Or are there fewer? Or no, has that shifted? No, I think you're you're right about that. I think I would rather just, uh, in my mind, I think there's only four people really that are that are left in this thing now. Um, that being Trump, Cruz, Rubio, and Chris Christie, shockingly. I can't believe it, but I think Chris Christie has managed to hang in there and eke out a few more numbers. Ben Carson's done now, even though he's been up there. I think it's those four left. Um, the establishment is, I think, uh, trying to decide and will likely decide between Rubio and Christie. Unless something changes, might be too, a little too late. It's going to be Rubio for them. Um, yeah, I think they're. I think they're already set on Rubio. Right, I do too. Um, I the think establishment. Trump, the yes. establishment. Yeah, I think they're set on Rubio. Christie is going to. Christie going to challenge it a little bit, but it'll ultimately be him uh, being Rubio. Uh, the conservatives. The. Uh, constitutionalists. The more right wing people, of course, are going to go for Ted Cruz. And I think uh, Donald Trump is just the wild card. I think he's the outsider. Well, since there are only limited tickets printed and punched, it seems to me this is a question, not a statement. We're thinking out loud here, all of us. Dangerous thing. It seems to me. Actually, I'm believing out loud, just so you know. I'm believing out loud. Seems to me, fellows, like you are saying, and I might be saying with you, that all shaken out tonight. If, if this had a real effect on things, the effect it had is that it looks more than ever like it's Trump mm-hmm. or Rubio versus Christie, or are you saying Trump or Cruz versus Rubio? Uh, no, it's. Uh, Rubio or Christie, th- those two will have to battle out for okay. the the, um, uh, the establishment, establishment candidates. Yeah, All and right. versus either Rubio. Trump or Cruz. Right, and and that's exactly. And Christie's going to fall, like I said, quickly on that. It's it's going to go to Rubio unless something changes, but he's still hanging in there enough to give him the business. Um, and then it'll probably be, uh, yeah, Cruz and and uh, and Trump. and Trump. Uh, although uh, Ty, you think uh, Rubio? He did it tonight. It's it's over. I I do. I think it's over when all is said and done. Because sooner or later, I think the establishment will get their way, and I think he showed enough 
with, with Bat, he made the crowd turn. That was very pro Cruz for what two hours and fifty five minutes. I mean, this thing was mm-hmm. four hours, right? At the end, they booed him, and I think that I mattered. don't know if they were or not. I think some of that was that was still them standing up, uh, yelling about Rand because he mentioned Rand's name there too. You stood with Rand. Well, and, so and some interesting of that is true. Though. And right. interesting tonight, a lot of the booing seemed to almost be booing in agreement of what was being said, not necessarily booing at the candidate or who the candidate was talking about. But I think you're about. right, though. He looked good. I think that it was just that he was able to stand up with Cruz as an equal, true. and that had Absolutely. not been the true. case so far. And I think sooner or later, as much as we'll fight it, the establishment will win when it's all said and done, and I think he's their guy. That makes a lot of sense, though. It certainly I does. agree with Ty in that regard. I think Rubio, I don't know who wanted who on the uh, on the audience side so much, you know, the voter side, but it's clear to me that Rubio wanted to establish that he could hang with the conservatives if he needed to, mm-hmm. if he chooses to. And I think he got that ticket punch tonight. I don't think there's any conservatives walking away from this Voters, conservatives, walking away from this tonight saying Rubio is a closet liberal. No, no, no. Here, here's the thing. They may say he's a closet, in, you know, insider and uh, the progressive. Uh, prog- not progressive, the uh, establishment guy. But here's the difference between Rubio and some past elections and even some of the people that are on the stage up there. If the conservatives are faced with the choice of the Rubio candidacy and uh, uh, nominate, getting the nomination and saying him versus Hillary or anybody else on the other side, they will gladly pull the lever for him. Some other candidates up there, if if you hate Donald Trump, if you say he's not a conservative, you may not be able to pull the lever for him. That's the difference. I think they will still reluctantly vote for Marco Rubio, and they wouldn't for Donald Trump, and like some didn't for uh, uh, Mitt Romney, and didn't for John McCain. I think, he's I think we're agreeing here. I mean, I, I think what Rubio yeah. did was improve his standing as you know, at the beginning of the actually the other night we said, you know, uh, Rubio appears to be a gun to the head, closet, uh, OK choice, uh, you know, break, break uh, glass and pull handle in right. case of fire. <laughs> that Rubio appears to be on the verge of being an acceptable candidate to conservatives if they sour on Trump or Cruz, or can't go with either of them. I think Rubio did a lot tonight to punch his acceptability ticket to those people. I think that now maybe Trump and Cruz voters feel they, hmm, maybe have an acceptable place to be other Mm -hmm. than with Trump or Cruz. Really interesting, though. I, I was amazed that I don't think anybody performed horribly tonight which has not been the case in the past there's always been several people that were just horrible i mean some people didn't do as well or you know jeb bush is still womp womp as a candidate and whatever but nobody was horrible tonight everybody did maybe uh you know the best that they could hope for well and i, I think it's like we said about the junior debates too is that there have been so many debates at these points these guys good. these yeah. guys are just pros yeah. at debating they've had so much experience and each of these debates too has gone on two three hours they've had mm-hmm. it, it tends I mean, to dozens cloud of the hours. moments tends to cloud the moments where there were if we were scoring a fight you know and they'd say oh 
and that left snaps his head back, you know, right. and, and we'd forget about it in 30 seconds because there's other punches being thrown. But the scorers would, you know, certainly note that that left jab had snapped the other guy's head back, right, because they're scoring a fight. So if you're scoring a debate, there was a moment now that occurred in the first hour, uh, I believe, uh, the first of 17 hours of this debate, in which uh, uh, Trump went after Cruz on the citizenship thing, and Cruz pulled what is clearly a surprise counterpunch and said, guess what? If I'm ineligible, so are you. Your mother was not an American Mm -hmm. citizen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you think about that that is the biggest piece of artillery that Trump has been hammering Cruz with for the last 10 days and scoring the most points with, the fact that Cruz may have uh, 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 neutralized that could, you know, maybe be a big deal. Here's what's interesting. As that rolled out, I had a point to make. I, I thought when we go on the air after this, I have to bring up the, the little exchange between Trump and Cruz about citizenship. And they went back and forth, just the two of them, for, I don't know, five, ten minutes yeah. or something. And Long I was going to bring that up to make a point. But now I can make a greater point because I want you to juxtapose in your mind that exchange between Cruz and Trump and the exchange between Cruz and Rubio. The exchange between Cruz and Trump was fun and jokey and lighthearted and they still like each other, which is more obvious when you see how Cruz and Rubio went at it. I mean, I was going to mention that those two, Trump and Cruz, it was still kind of playful. They gave each other the business serious, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it wasn't mean. It wasn't attacking one another. It was actually quite friendly. Right, exactly. And both of them joking about each other as being, you know, vice presidential pick, good lines. Right. But now that's highlighted even more when you see how much Rubio and Cruz appear not to like each other. Now, what was the – I don't recall that clearly. What was the essence – uh, as to your recollection, Ty, you too, and Skipper, what what was the essence of the Cruz Rubio exchange? Well, Rubio had come out and just said, I mean, essentially, and I'm, I'm way way paraphrasing, but laid out like eleven different things about uh, he supported this VAT tax. He uh, he went. Be- oh, if you have that, you have that? let's Pull go play it up that. If you got Ty, let's play this. Maria, let me clear something up here. This is an interesting point when you talk about immigration. Ted Cruz, you used to say you supported doubling the number of green cards. Now you say that you're against it. You used to support a 500% increase in the number of guest workers. Now you say that you're against it. You used to support, you used to support legalizing people that were here illegally. Now you say you're against it. You used to say that you were in favor of birthright citizenship. Now you say that you are against it. And by the way, it's not just on immigration. You used to support TPA. Now you say you're against it. I saw you on the Senate floor flip your vote on crop insurance because they told you it would help you in Iowa. And last week, we all saw you flip your vote on ethanol in Iowa for the same reason. That is not consistent conservatism. That is political calculation. When I'm president, I will work consistently every single day to keep this country safe, not call Edward Snowden, as you did, a great public servant. Edward Snowden is a traitor. And if I am president and we get our hands on him... He is standing trial for treason. And one more point, one more point, one more point. Every single time that there has been a defense bill in the Senate, three people team up to vote against it. Bernie Sanders, Rand Paul, and Ted Cruz. In fact, the only budget you have ever voted for, Ted, in your entire time in the Senate is a budget from Rand Paul that brags about how it cuts defense. Here's the bottom line, and I'll close with this. If I'm president of the United States and Congress tries to cut the military, I will veto that in a millisecond. 
Yep. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so he, there, he there was the bell for double jeopardy. Yeah. It's amazing they they let him go off like this without a, a solid uh, rebut time from Ted Cruz. But it's it, Ted Cruz came back. You know, could, took a couple of punches or shots at Rubio yeah. there. It was it was not friendly. They don't appear to like each other very much. Ty, thanks for isolating that, for grabbing that. That yeah, was good a great job. grab. Um, but it, well, but yeah, now, that's a it, that's an ouch moment. Yeah, but when you go back to that one with Trump and Cruz, and you know they were friendly at, and they appeared together at uh, at least one event and all this stuff, I still can't help but ask why. What's going on there? It, it starts heading me down the road of conspiracy theories that Trump has always been there just to run interference for Cruz because you know how the media has beat up Cruz for years, assuming, you know, he would be the craziest one on stage that they could beat up. And then we mm-hmm. got a crazier one in Trump. It just it, it really makes me wonder if they haven't spoken privately about teaming up somehow. Well, Guru Jay may not be politically and personally happy with this, but analytically, he's, holy cow, very, very proud. Because I said, and I think I said before, Rubio was the key player. Rubio was the only one who populated his own wing of the party. Rubio was the one who was going to have to punch his ticket to be, you know, uh, we had one foot on the platform and one foot on the stage. And I think he pretty much pummeled Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. by and large, and established such uh, conservative, if you will, credential that he required in order to be thought of that way. You know, I don't think he's thought of as the bastard conservative anymore. I think maybe he feels he can claim full citizenship on that part of the, you know, that wing of the party or, or, or hell, claim ownership to it. Twitter's, I just saw something come up, which is pretty interesting. Twitter's uh, election team is, is a separate account of theirs that has, I don't know, 1.7 million followers. Ranked how successful people were tonight. Uh, Trump, Cruz, Rubio, uh, in that order, which is amazing. Really? Yeah, that's that's shocking. I mean, I think Cruz was solid the whole way, but you're right. He really took some hits at the end. One, um... Guys, does it not go to show us that... Trump defies all conventional laws oh, yeah, yeah. of political gravity. You can't you can't factor in any. There's no past uh, weather model for him. Uh, one piece of criticism that uh, well that uh, Cruz has been getting um, that I wanted to ask you guys about too oh, is yeah, his uh, his one statement about New Yorkers too, saying that since you're from New York, you don't understand Jeez. conservatism values too. Which I agree. I think that was a a mistake for Cruz to go down there. Just because New York is a classically liberal state does not mean that there are not conservatives within there. Well, but that isn't what he said. And if you listen to his answer, because they brought it up as the gotcha moment from things that had been said on the on the uh, the this campaign trail, he actually explained it very well. It's just Donald did a better job at exploiting it. I mean, he, yeah, because he go. Do you have that? Let's let's play this again. Let's let's play. You know, I think most people know exactly what New York values are. Okay, funny, joke around. What, what, you're from New York, so yeah. you might not. But I promise you, <laughs> if you're from South Carolina. That was well said. They do. And, and I guess I can, can frame it another way. Not a lot of conservatives come out of Manhattan. I'm just saying. <laughs> are you sure about that? Maria. So, 
conservatives actually do come out of Manhattan, including William F. Buckley and others, just so you understand. Okay, by the way, there were some more pieces in it that Cruz said, too, or said it out, yeah. where, he said, yeah. um, where he said, listen, I, I know there's a lot of good people in New York and conservatives, whatever, but you've got to understand it is classically progressive. You, you get that. Um, and to Trump's point, yes, there are some that come out of there, but as Cruz said, it is classically, classically progressive. If people don't By the way, if I may, that, Cruz's, Cruz's yeah. hook for that was that Donald Trump said earlier, uh, about two weeks ago, not a lot of evangelical. He was in Iowa, was Trump, mm-hmm. and he was trying to mock Cruz and his religious credentials. Right. And he famously uttered, fairly famously uttered the line, hey, I'm just saying, not a lot of evangelicals come out of Cuba. Right, right, exactly. And so this was... This was Cruz's hook when he kind of smiled that crooked smile tonight, say, hey, not a lot of conservatives come out of Manhattan, just saying. And you're right. It may be a political mistake, Skip, because you're, you're going to seemingly alienate people and give somebody like Trump something to glob onto. Well, and which that's he, the thing. More which, than anything else is he's giving somebody power to attack right, him on Which he, he did glob onto. I mean, that was smart. If, if you really understand it, it, Trump just played the 9-11 and talked at the heartstrings oh, totally, and talked yeah. about dead people. But oh, he counterpunched it, it him. Right. He beat the snot out of him. Right. That, that was great. I think great. Trump counterpunched unbelievably. Like, but the like, people I, that's going to be Cruz threw with that are punch, the people... and then Trump threw back with the nine eleven and towers mm-hmm. and disaster and New York pulling together with a counter punch that that knocked Cruz to the canvas. But the people that's going to be successful with ultimately are the people who automatic are already support those candidates. Nobody that supported Trump was like, "Wow, you're right, Cruz." They just were like, how dare you say that about New York? They're from not New York. And if you supported uh, uh, Cruz, you're going to be like, yeah, that's reasonable. Fine. You're right. It is progressive. They're not going to be like, how dare you say that about New York? It's I just, think there's a potential that some uh, New no. York conservatives could be turned off by that. If they are, then they're morons. I, Doc yeah, Thompson, both who, is, of them. Who, is, who is actively seeking ratings, just like they're actively seeking votes, say, if you don't get that, you're a moron. Serious guys, can we flip to the other you don't, you don't don't for a moment? I don't disagree. You don't. You don't understand what uh, that Massachusetts is primarily uh, progressive. Is you don't understand what Massachusetts values are versus Nebraska values. Well, and breaking Please. news too: there are a lot of people out there who are morons. <laughs> well, there's that. Hey, too. I resemble that remark. <laughs> uh, may I flip to the other end of this by way of like math, I maybe eliminating or kind of scoring this Mm -hmm. uh guys because i want your opinions uh skip and ty and doc what about Kasich? is it fair to say at this point he just doesn't have it whatever it is or is this guy still going to possibly surprise big time in new hampshire if the it you're talking about is cirrhosis of the liver um yes he has it (laughs) If you're talking about it to get elected president, no, he does not have it. Oh, yeah, and I think it was, it was, uh, it was apropos to say that months ago. Yeah, um, Ty and Skip, yeah, no, no. Myself, I, I was looking at this whole debate. I have to pull audio from things that were interesting or got a reaction or people reacted to on Twitter. I have a bunch of stuff from Cruz. Yeah. I have a bunch of stuff from Trump. I have a bunch of stuff from Rubio. And I actually have a nice sprinkle of stuff from Christie. I have nothing from Carson. I have nothing from Casey. I have nothing to play from them. That tells me all I need to know. All right. What point. about Heb? The big I, one. I what have, about Heb? I have one thing from Heb. I think this was his best performance. I don't think you're it probably matters. right. Yeah, you're That's probably a right. dubious distinction, as we know. 
but relative to the universe, what about Heb? Jay, let me let me give you what I how I believe this is going to play out in the coming couple of weeks. Again, two weeks from Monday is the Iowa caucus. Three weeks from Tuesday is the New Hampshire primary, and two weeks after that is Super Tuesday. Likely, here's what's going to happen. Your top couple of people coming out of uh, winning the Iowa caucus will be Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, um, probably Rubio. Those, those couple will be up there. Then you go on to New Hampshire. What's going to happen? You'll see Kasich do a little bit better. Maybe Christie do a little bit better as well. Those top five people will still be in it. The other ones will not show up well. Uh, John Kasich will get that little kiss in New Hampshire and in a false sense of uh, security that he could do this, and he'll be done on Super Tuesday. Heb will, just by virtue of the fact that he has deep pockets and a name, will hang in there till Super Tuesday, and he will be dead then as well. No, yeah, absolutely. Hello? I think you're absolutely Calling absolutely. Baranka. Yeah. yeah, no, I absolutely think that's absolutely accurate. Yeah, totally. Uh, Jay, do you uh, do you think that's probably how it shakes out? I don't know. I think that my my confidence in history, and not my favoritism, I think my confidence in the history of Iowa, and the fact that I'm ha- I happen to be in love with uh, with uh, corn. Uh, with with quorums, with, <laughs> I happen to be in, you know in 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 love with caucuses with caucuses. Um, hey, who does? I like wonder caucus? whether it, it, the, the most important thing to me will be if Trump wins in Iowa, mm-hmm. it will be an earthquake not seen in our lifetimes, not seen in a hundred fifty years because Trump doesn't have look at what Cruz and even Santorum has still done. A lot of these guys have established headquarters in all 99 of Iowa's counties. They've done all of the unbelievable slogging, hard work on the ground, the ground game, so-called, you need to do, you know, to get people to go out and caucus for you, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, as we've discussed, a thankless task. But you'll do it if you really care about somebody. Well, will Trump's is the frustration with the current situation, anger, whatever you want to call it, and or the love of Trump and his novelty, will that be enough? Because Trump comes home, Trump flies from Manhattan to Iowa, gives a 10-minute speech, and goes back to bed in Manhattan that night. Yep. Meanwhile, he does. Cruz well, that's, that's true. He, that's how he is, is in things. a minivan going all over the state of Iowa, you know, yep. trying to get people to go out on caucus night. Will Trump's celebrity forgive me for calling it that, but in shorthand, will Trump's celebrity give him the equivalent of a caucus power? Because if he wins in Iowa, he can win anywhere. Jay, let me ask you this then. Let's take it like this. Tell me when uh, tell me at what point. Um, uh, Jeb is out of this. Super Tuesday, is that when he's out or before? Only when Mummy and uh, Mater and Pater tell him he's embarrassing the family. And I mean that only <laughs> so you really mean three years partially ago? kiddingly. <laughs> be- because he has the money to go to on forever. Yeah. Nobody's going to walk in there, not Carl Rove, who's a functionary, or not any of the you know, former cabinet members of the United States who are on his team and, oh, daddy, big time. None of them is going to walk in there and say, your kid is a bag of suck. It's time for him to get out. He's going to have to decide or, you know, his father's going to have to decide because you said it. He's got the money. 
in the back. and the name to stay in as long as as he wants. But if you keep losing and keep losing and keep losing, at some point, man, you know when is when is Carson up? When when does he throw in the towel? Uh, is soon, it, uh, I, I'd have to say soon. You think uh, he'll Ty make, just he'll said make the two Iowa, minutes? Right? I think he was talking about our clock, <laughs> but I think he's not far off. I was going to be the end for him. I think. You I think, think I, I think he won't even go to New Hampshire. Probably not. I think he's out within 24 hours after the uh, the end of the caucus in Iowa. Uh, I think he's automatically probably, in yeah. both, and and, and I uh, respectfully, he's automatically in both because he's already paid dues and uh, you know point. paid his tickets for that, and he'll go to South Carolina because it is heavily African American, and if Ben Carson is going to pull the rabbit out of the hat, South Carolina would be the logical, mathematical cultural place political place he would do that but if after south carolina you know the third week iowa new hampshire south carolina Carolina. if carson tanks in south carolina what's his rationale where does he go see um i think carson will stay in through new new hampshire and maybe south carolina um as far as his candidacy goes i don't think he'll make it there because i think he'll he'll be asleep but um i think (laughs) All right, here it is. Uh, Jay Severin's going to have more on his program tomorrow here on the Blaze Radio Network. Skip and I will continue this discussion with you, getting some of your calls and tweets in. First thing in the morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Blaze Radio Network. In the meantime, continue to tweet at all of us, so we'll have some meat, some of your comments to discuss tomorrow. It's real easy. It's at Jay underscore Severin, at Doc Thompson Show, and at Skip Lacombe. Ty Johnson, uh, at Ty Johnson News for Ty as well. And uh, we'll, we'll keep this thing going. It's, it's getting interesting. All right. Have yourself a great night. Thanks so much for everybody who joined us. Ty, thanks for all your help. It's uh, Thank Doc you. and Skip and Jay. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, guys. Th- thanks, partners. And the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.